Mike check one, two, one, two, what it do, what it is, what it ain't, what it's going to be. Hey, hey, hey. It's another episode of Jazzy and Facts <laughs> on Wax. I like that. With a special guest DJ in the building. DJ Ooh. Sense, trendsetter. Legend in the Sense. building. We got I'm a legend right. in the building, all right? Hey, Sense, it feel good, OG. How you doing? It feel great. Damn, OG. I ain't that much. Come on, man. You OG. Right now, man. <laughs> you OG. You, ain't, you got to be old to be an OG. Yeah, you right. It's a mind state. And you light skin, so we got a light skin. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Philly in the building. That's right. Philly, That's but right. you live in the A now. For a minute. How about I say yeah. you been here for a minute, man? Yep. You went to school? Did you move out here for school? Or? Yep. I came down here, uh, went to Clark Atlanta University, and that's how the whole foundation was, the whole affiliates, Gangsta Grills, all the good stuff was formed, and then, you know, the rest was history. Yeah. So Don't try to skip Don't try to skip. You saw you try to skip yeah. over it just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. this, this I mean, bam, bam, bam. I'm pretty sure bam. y'all was going to start asking questions, so I didn't want to get too deep with it. Yeah. You know? Did you start DJing in college, or you was already? I started in high school. My first love was football i thought i was going to um, go to the nfl what position i played cornerback and wide receiver so you fast i was all right i had good hands okay, yeah, okay. so yeah. you know and and i could tackle but you know i wasn't you know i'm only 5'10 so it was like you know i'm playing with some cats that's like 6'2 right and 6'2 and 300 pounds and yeah you know a lot of people in my high school was going to d1 schools and going to the league and all that and then mm-hmm. I said and then I was like uh <laughs> this music thing might be kind of hot yeah let me see what this talking about what, what, what grade what grade was it when you started oh, uh 11th grade 11th grade yeah I was 16 how did you come up with your DJ name my DJ name I came up with my DJ name that was yeah that was when I was 16 like I used to be in it you know I'm all into the hip-hop culture and all that so being from Philly like graffiti was a big thing you know we used to be in a like tag and then I'm an artist too I knew how to draw and like my cousins, they was real heavy with all that kind of... They taught me how to break dance and graffiti yeah. and all that kind of stuff when I was a little kid. So I got really good at it with tagging and stuff like that. So I was they gave me like a graffiti alphabet. That's how I learned how to do it. Right. And, Start um, with the alphabet. Yeah, with the alphabet, all the little letters and all that. So when I... um was learning my letters the best letters i could do was s e and n mm-hmm. but uh so i so it says sin and i was like well that's kind of corny so let me <laughs> add an s then it was sensei yeah. and i said that's too long mm-hmm. so i cut it off and i made a sense and then um i was going with sense so then when i started doing parties when i, I man my mom gave me some turntables when um right when i like for Christmas when I was 16. and Was that your first equipment? First equipment because mm-hmm. my neighbor was a DJ. So I would kind of like watch him. And he was doing parties and stuff. I knew I wanted to be a DJ, but when I saw him, I was like, yeah, I really want to be a DJ. So my mom bought the equipment off of him and gave it to me for Christmas because he like moved on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because he was a little older or whatever. So then I um started doing that. And like a month later, I was I started getting money de- doing parties. I wasn't even that good. <laughs> but crazy. I was just like, yo, let me do your party. Let me. I was only charging so like $80. So did he $80. teach you, though? No, nah, I taught just, myself. You just, oh, okay. You just mm-hmm. locked in. Just... I taught myself. Right here, we up at a radio station. I just would listen to the DJs on the radio. And I was like, damn, like, I could do that. And you see, my uncle, like, it's in my family. My grandmother played the piano. My grandfather was a singer. My uncle was in the band Sister Sledge. I'm going super old school. Sister Sledge? That's crazy. Yeah, my uncle uncle was the um, lead guitarist and music director. You could actually hear his guitar riff on the Getting Jiggy With It with um, Will Smith. Will Smith. That's right. That's my uncle. Yeah, Yeah, that little riff. That's that's Yeah, that sample. Yeah, that's my uncle. So, and he wrote Happy Feelings, too, for uh, Frankie Frankie Beverly Beverly, Yeah, yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. So, So the music is always in there. Yeah, it was already in there. So, and then my mom had all the records. Records, yeah. So, I had all the Prince, Michael Jackson, Ozzy brothers lionel rich all that stuff right so then i kind of stole my mom records i still got them too yeah. <laughs> i stole her records she got mad she's like you stole my records i'm like mom you don't even use it. you don't even have record players <laughs> you know right. she, she still says that to this day you still got my records mom you have not played these records in 30 years <laughs> yeah being a self-taught dj did you have any like um djs that you look up to yes, still i know in philly what y'all, y'all had cosmic kill yeah, damn see i, I rock with charlie <laughs> y'all history is on point yeah, yeah definitely um jazzy i could tell you the three it was jazzy jeff and it was um it was um cosmic kev jazzy jeff and uh dj ran dj, DJ ran yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so those it was going crazy those was the hot d well you know jazzy jeff with the whole fresh mm-hmm. prince right. DJ jazzy jeff, fresh prince thing going on but like listening to the radio it was um dj ran and cosmic kev there's uh-huh. a couple other DJs too, Cash Money on the Battle side, uh-huh. and there's a couple other um, Jay Ski. He was real dope right. on the radio, and um, that I would listen to. But mainly it was DJ Ran and uh, Cosmic Kev, and I studied them. I studied them, and then I just could hear it, and I just would listen to what they were doing. And you know, Philly is a real scratching mm-hmm. b boy ass city, so yeah. I learned how to do all that stuff. 
Like nobody taught me nothing. I just I just transitioned what I heard and then I just it just went Created to my it. hands. That's yeah. dope. So did you know drama in, in Philly? I knew did who you know he was. Drama he had a little bit of a name in high school uh-huh. on a high school level. And um he went to hear a funny story. So I but I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. But we had mutual friends. Friends, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So then I didn't even oh I, I had we had a mutual friend and it's I heard that he was going that he got accepted, he was going to go to Clark too. Okay. Girls, they was, you know, just in high school, you mm-hmm. know, part, yeah. throwing parties and stuff. And they was like, Oh, our friend Tyree, he's going to Clark too. And that's drama's name is Tyree. Right. So um, and he's a DJ too, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, that's what's up, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying? Right. So then, when I moved down, when I went down to, I brought me and my best friend. My best friend helped me uh, move into the Brawley Hall at Clark. You know, just me being in the game, I was like, oh, that's that dude DJ Drama right there. Okay, but I mean, we was nobody, but right. you mm-hmm. know, on that level, you think yeah. of somebody, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. we was only split, we was splitting a hundred dollars to do a party. Mm-hmm. Right, so right, right. The first day I met his ass. Somebody must have told him, yo, it's another DJ in the dorm. <laughs> so he come knocking on my door like, yo, you a DJ? I'm like, yeah. And he just, he's like, just went about, he like show off on my turntables. Like, and my so best, he came in your room <laughs> trying to buy it. <laughs> so my best friend like, yo, you want to let him? And then I just did my shit. like, hold on, man. I don't even know. Yo, I would have paid to see this shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so then my best friend, he's so funny. He was like, nigga, I ain't never seen, we could curse, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah. was like, nigga, I ain't never seen you do the shit that you did. I ain't never seen you do that shit before. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, he brought, he brought, he was trying to compete. And then I guess Drown saw, like, oh, okay, he ain't no bullshit ass DJ. <laughs> yeah. And then we ended up becoming friends. It mm-hmm. wasn't even about no DJing or nothing. Like, I learned some stuff from him. He learned some stuff from mm-hmm. me. And then we just became friends mm-hmm. throughout school. You know, and we, we was all part of the same crew. And, and where, then, did, where, did, where did Cannon come in? Like, Cannon came it? a year later. Okay. After, and, so y'all older than Cannon? Yeah, we're a year older mm-hmm. than Cannon. Okay. And then, um, and I mean, as year, well as it don't really yeah, matter. It don't really matter. Right. Yeah, yeah. But see, also because you're from Philly, and, and when you go away, I know I'm from Memphis. So when we right. went away from school, it's like, oh, you from Memphis? We gotta stick together. Yeah, like, right. what, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like y'all coming to Atlanta? Like fuck that, we gotta stick together. Right, you know, right. That's what I just. Did right. you graduate from Clark? I did. Yeah, okay. I, I do have. A, I do have a degree. That's hey, what's up. with a three eight. Holla. On, have you man. ever what's used up, it man? though? Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was your What was your major? I haven't used my damn degree. Ma- so. Mass media arts. Okay, yeah, mine was mass media. So you used. So yeah, you used your shit there. I mean, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, I did. My man went to school. Cannon, so we knew he was a DJ, but we ain't really get cool with Cannon till like our junior year, junior senior right, year. Right. He just was doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Me and Drum was already close friends throughout college, so and we started doing parties together. And then the thing with me and Drum was he was real into the hip hop culture. I was the swaggy party DJ yeah. that did all the fraternities and sororities. Mm-hmm. Right. So. We learned from each other, mm-hmm. you know, because he was in the he, he was in the mixtapes and stuff. I was into it, but he was into it. Yeah. like uh, that was right. his thing. Clue, yeah. clue, and yeah, 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 like he knew, like he was, but he was, but he was really into like hip hop. Like he was into turntablism, b boying, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 I was into like. I was like on some bad boy shit, and, you know, what I mean? like it right. was just the too, party. That was the era. I was in right. Biggie and mm-hmm. all that, and he was into like underground hip-hop so but we respected each other and right. i learned a lot like he would play a lot of these battle tapes a uh, different d turntable djs and mm-hmm. stuff like that so mm-hmm. then i learned more about the art of, of being a dj, DJ mm-hmm. hanging with drum right and then um i think he learned more about from rocking with me like about like the commercial side of yeah it. i was the commercial <laughs> right, you know, right, that, that's right. how i was like yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. so it kind of it blended it worked and then um it had nothing to do with like what we was <laughs> it wasn't it was just young some mm-hmm. young djs just trying to do what they do their thing and it went we didn't even affiliates is so much after that canon made beats we didn't know that we mm-hmm. knew he was a DJ and he was just doing it. He was doing his thing. He must have gave Drum a beat CD or something. And Drum was like, yo. And Cannon name wasn't even Cannon. That's his real name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he went by Donnie Brasco. Oh, man. Yeah, Donnie <laughs> Brasco. Yeah. yeah, he was Donnie Brasco. Mm-hmm. We had to tell him switch that, switch that <laughs> shit up. Man. You know, that's an that's a informant. Like, uh, yeah. yeah so. I can't be the stitch, man. Yeah. So um, he was like, yo, Don got some shit. So I, I, so we played it. I remember being at Drum Crib, and he was he played his beats, and he was just so excited about mm-hmm. his beats. I like, yo, he loves this dude, Donnie Brasco. Yeah. Played his beats all day, and then that's when he started coming around. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, then it became, it used to be me and Drum, and then it became the three of us. And then we was around each other a lot. That's how we formed, but we still ain't had no name. Right. We ain't had no crew. Right. We had nothing. Mm-hmm. We just was just trying to figure it out. What was um, post-college? What was the next post-college. move? Well, see, that transition mm-hmm. into post-college. Right. So we still was some broke-ass DJs <laughs> trying right. to, well, I started interning at another radio station. I don't know if I can even say that. Nah, man, say that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, I gotta do this. Talk to us. Talk to politics, you know. Talk to politics, man. We did it. That's why we put. That's why we got this. Yeah, I started interning at um 107.9 um when I was a senior. Drum was doing his thing. This is how I was. Like, Drum was doing his thing, like, on the underground. He was doing, like, the Apache cafes and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And Cannon was still doing his thing at college. And then I started getting a little recognition, like, on the industry side mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. <laughs> so I so I, when I interned at 107.9, that's how I met the AGs and mm-hmm. all those promoters. And then they started booking me doing uh, doing the Velvet Room back mm-hmm. then. Right. Shout out to the Velvet Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Velvet I started doing. I was 19 <laughs> years old doing the Velvet Room. Wow, going to school. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah, and um, started. So I started getting in the loop of those clubs, and then um, we met um, DJ Mars. I met DJ Mars. He yeah. was on the radio, and then him and DJ Trauma brought me in mm-hmm. to do oh, their geez. radio show. Yeah. And then they brought me in their crew, and they had a crew called the Super Friends. Super Friends, Super Friends. yeah. And then when they brought, so then I started being acclimated in their crew. And mm-hmm. then when it was time to expand, they wanted to do add more DJs. I was like, "Yo, rock with my man DJ Drama." So I brought, so they brought Drama in, and then Drama was like, "Yo, rock with our man Don Cannon." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that's how we all formed. And then uh, as we started doing our thing, we were into the mixtapes. The movement was into parties, but we felt like it was the, the brand was trending into breaking artists and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So at the same time, we started getting involved with artists and like we was taking like we were studying the what Clue and Who Kid mm-hmm. and Green Lantern and what those right. DJs were doing, but we felt like they, they needed that presence in the South. At the time, DJ Jelly and, and, and Monte and then my brothers to this day. And it was um and um Edward J and those were the tapes that were popping when we were younger. I remember one time when we first, well, I can get into that. When we, the first, very first Gangsta Grills that we created, I was interning at 107.9 and it was a birthday bash. And then Empress Cersei actually gave us the money for the first, very first. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Girls yeah that's he dope. saw what me and Drama were yeah. doing and he gave me the money. And what we did was we were selling our um, mixtapes at Birthday Bash. Right. This was when it was at Lakewood. And it was funny because <laughs> DJ Jelly had his tent set up and he outsold the hell out of us right, right, right. <laughs> we was like damn but at this point his own camp is yeah, you know what yeah, i'm saying it was, it's it was, heavy it popping, it's heavy like, the mixtape yeah. game in it atlanta was heavy yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so we was so and, and we we just picked the wrong music we didn't even put our we didn't even put our song our names on the tape mm-hmm. but we made i made cersei his money back i was mm-hmm. happy about that yeah, yeah. you gotta, gotta be happy about that yeah there you go so i was happy but yeah actually Empress cersei funded the very first gangster girls mixtape that's dope that's what's up so that's how Gangsta Girls was formed. And then I introduced um for me because I used to when I was at 1079, I was Emperor Cersei's intern. Um I was the one answering the phone. And, mm-hmm. Right, right, right. You want internship? Yeah. And then that's how I met Lil John. Um, because they were partners in BME. And mm-hmm. then he would come up there and he was the DJ. He was a DJ on the show and he would co-host on certain days with um Cersei. So that I developed a relationship with him. And then John being my friend, I told him, come up there, I'm gonna introduce you to Lil John. And then they met, and then that's how that dropped. Gangsta Grit. Yeah. That's how that drop got. Wow. That's how hard. Yeah, yeah. And then Damn. so, cause he asked John to host his mixtape, and then John hosted it. You know, he did his thing, and then the next tape he ain't had no host. Mm. So he was. So like, this was like the second. This is the second or the, the third. I can't remember the beginning one. Okay. Okay. Beginning one early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tape he did after the one that Lil John, because he was like, I gotta get a host, I gotta get a host. Because at the time, when K Slate, this when K Slay, yeah. mm-hmm. they was getting like Styles P, right. like yeah. all the New York DJs was getting like New York artists to right. host their yep. tapes. Fab was doing cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we was like, so it was like, we gotta get artists to host our our, our tapes and stuff. So that's what Drum was on. And then he he couldn't find a host for the next tape, so he just like cut up. <laughs> he just cut up. Lil John saying, and you, this is Gangsta Grills, Gangsta Grizzles. And he just edited it and just put it all over the tape. Yeah. And that's how that drop got formed. Yeah. So, and then at the same time, um, 
I wanted to start an R&B series, mm-hmm. and that's when I um, created the R&B series called Rhythm and Streets. Mm-hmm. And then um, I remember that. Yeah. Used to go crazy on live mixtapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I live mixtapes. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to live mixtapes, yeah. man. Shout out to live mixtapes. Yeah. My man, um, Real, helped me come up with that name. Do y'all know Real? Real Street Promotions? Y'all know him? I don't know if I know yeah. him. Okay, yeah. Sounds he helped me come. He was like, because I was like, yo, I got, he was like, Rhythm. He was like, Rhythm and Streets. I was like, yeah, that's it. And then I was like, man, I need a host for that. And then I was I was gonna get somebody. I was like, nah, let's get Monica because she was like Ooh, trying yes, to make a little yeah. comeback, mm-hmm. and she just had this record that she was about to drop called So, so Gone. Gone. So Gone, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. then are oh, you out of here with that? You yeah, out of here? So I, so, you here. I, so I put that song on my mixtape. Took off. Out of here. And she did a freestyle for me over Twenty One Questions. That's when Fifty Cent. First I remember came that. I remember that. Damn, I forget. Yeah, that's, crazy. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. I remember it too. <laughs> Listen, she came to my crib. I was living. Me and Drum had this. Dusty ass duplex <laughs> in Fourth Ward off of Boulevard, and right. she came. And this, she already Monica. She yep. already that boy is mine. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? She pulled up with the crispy bends and all that. <laughs> you know, she's so hood, but she's so real, mm-hmm. right, right. and just chilled with me all day in my dusty ass apartment. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> right, 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 right. And did this tape with did me. Did the tape? Yeah, yeah. she's still my sister to this day. Did it. that tape with me? But that that apartment that we had is world famous. Cannon, he <laughs> he's sleeping on the couch. He stopped going to school. So he's sleeping on the couch. Drum working on his stuff. I'm working on my stuff. And then I remember one time it was this young, it's this young cat that came through, and he was, he came through and he did a tape. He did a little hosting for Drum. I said, Drum, who is that? He was like, I don't know. Some cat told me he the king of the south. It's oh, tip. tip, yeah. It's crazy. But is he pulled up in his old ass almost Oldsmobile like he just like you. Yeah. You could kind of feel his, his energy though and his personality. You mm-hmm. knew he was gonna be something. Right. And then uh, I I did it. So the whole that whole brand, those whole brands started taking off. And then uh, I started. That's when I started like pitching. Did I saw what Green Lantern was doing with um. But did, they came. They came go before Jeezy. Yes, I didn't yeah. get the Jeezy yeah. in them yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's the beginning. Hold on, keep going. My bad. I ain't mean to cut you <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could get to I'm, the Jeezy stuff. But it's so many gangster grills. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, he's talking about Ti with the old Ti. Yeah. Right. So it's like I'm okay, just. Tell, yeah. I'm telling you the evolution of it. Yeah. My bad. Keep going. Nah, you good. So I started. Uh, Shaka Zulu gave me a. He. <laughs> I saw what Green Lantern was doing with um Eminem. Eminem. He started putting out like the mm-hmm. shady aftermath mm-hmm. mixtapes. So I go to. Shaka Zulu, this when DTP Ludacris yeah. was they was going crazy. Hopping. They were going crazy. They was I was I, I took a meeting with him and shout out to Shaka Zulu, man. I I I put a presentation together and I was like, yo, let me be your mixtape DJ, da 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 da. And he did it. Bust me a check and everything. I That's they gave up. me they gave me a man, I was yeah. I think they, I think it gave me ten thousand dollars. I thought that was I yeah. thought I was, no, that was rich. That's yeah. still a lot. No. You know what I'm saying? For a DJ, <laughs> for a DJ I thought and a mixtape. I, I know I'm giving yeah. away business hey. and right, right, right. But back then, but no, nah, nah. of course, of yeah. course. And back then it was different. So, so the was situation different. was you just doing all his mixtapes. I did all their mixtapes. They okay. gave me ten thousand dollars. No, 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 that's not true. No, they gave me more than ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. They gave me ten thousand dollars to do my the first tape. It's a side of But that included like production and all that. I felt like I had a record deal, but I had to go produce the tape and all that. Oh, shit, I, I thought yeah. I was rich. I was like, okay, I'm good now. Nigga blew through that ten like oh, blew through that motherfucker. That ten gone. My ass was broke so fat. But anyway, but that tape did did a lot for me, and we broke a lot of the artists off it. Like I, mm-hmm. I broke Bobby Valentino. Yeah. They had an artist named Sharifa. Yeah. Sharifa. Um, what they had the lineup. Lil Fate was on I there. I did all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did all that. That's shit. crazy. At that time, did they have a uh, duffel bag or two chains? And well, uh, I was about to tell you okay. the story. Now you're getting ahead of yourself. So Shaka called me and was like, "Yo, um, I'm about to send all the rappers to you. This ain't Dusty as apartment. Do, do they freestyle?" I said, "Cool." There's one rapper, man. I had to go DJ a party. He come and he, man, it it, it took him so long to write a verse that I had to go my man Ace McCloud shout out my man Ace McCloud another co-creator of the affiliates mm-hmm. he um was an engineer and I had this little dumbass little board yeah <laughs> and um I had to go DJ a party so I'm like yo I gotta go DJ this party mm-hmm. I go DJ the party come back now it's like 3 4 in the morning mm-hmm. now he's still like, trying to get the verse out <laughs> sitting on my bed rolling up I'm like damn dog <laughs> It was two chains, yeah. but at the time he was titty, titty boy. boy, titty boy, titty yeah. boy. Yeah, he finally finished that verse. I, I, it had to be six, seven in the morning. Damn, 
I mean, now he's like a lyrical genius now. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny. Like, when he was doing that back then, I was scratching my head like, bro. <laughs> I don't know if you got it, my <laughs> nigga. I don't know if it's right, man. Come back tomorrow. Yeah, you come back tomorrow, bro. You ain't in it. Your head ain't right. <laughs> he always was a, was, a, was, a, was a real dude, though. I just, mm-hmm. just man, I was just like, bro. I never, it, it took him so long to do them verses. <laughs> so you're saying, you're saying so, so everybody come to your house at this point. So Shaka Zulu and sent the whole DTP over to the, the DTP, crib. Monica right? been over So everybody there. recording. He sent all the artists at this point. Two chains mm-hmm. there. Took them yeah. three days to Luda record. Luda didn't come. Let me take that back. He came to the, he came to my crib and did drops. Okay. okay. And was out. Okay. He did come to my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did. Yep. So after DTP, where we at with it? Because you got this. Okay, so that was around the time. DTP. You got a nigga on the edge of your seat. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Yeah. Um, Monica ended up asking me to be her DJ. DJ. I, that's what I yeah. thought. I was going to ask you when did that happen. Yeah, and this your first tour situation? Monica and DTP asked, no, 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 that's not true. My first tour situation actually was DTP asked. DTP. Mm-hmm. For me, you know what I'm saying, I'm younger than you are, but I just remember for one little John drop. Like, it's iconic, of course. Yeah. But I remember we riding downtown in Memphis. Every car, this one in summertime, all the windows down. You hearing that Jesus. I'm talking every single car, like it was, so for me, that was. So let me get into that for you. Coach. Lived around the corner from us. He had his he, he had his dusty ass. Walk. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, had, he, had, he lived in a dusty ass house. I, 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 I Y'all had a re- dusty duplex. He had a dusty ass. House. I think he rented it out. Okay, I think he was renting it. <laughs> but he was trying to do his thing too. We became friends. Coach used to ha- used to we used to get our little smoke from Coach. Right, right, right. He right. Was, <laughs> it wasn't like he was like a, on some super. Do- I ain't yeah, trying to yeah. blast the nigga. Right, no. right, right, right. But I mean, the shit was twenty years ago. But yeah, not even twenty one. Oh five, fourteen, yeah. fifteen years ago. Oh five. Something like that. Yeah. So he would, he just come through and smoke with us and, mm-hmm. you know Chill. what I'm saying? We just, and we became friends. Mm. He's just a cool ass dude, man. Mm-hmm. That's just, that was just the homie. Mm. And then he never even brought up what he was doing. Mm-hmm. That was just the homie around That's the corner. Crazy. Like he That's just crazy. was the homie. Like, and that was, that, like, that was my man, coach. Yeah. You know what mm. I'm saying? Everybody called him Kevin. You right. know what I mean? And right. then, he, then he went to Coach K. Cause so you coach didn't even K. know what he was doing? He was doing something totally different. He used to work with, um, his best friend, he I know he, he used to play basketball because he's from Indiana. So his man is Alan Henderson that played okay, for the yeah, Hawks and they started okay. a label. So he used to work with his his best friend, yeah. Alan Henderson, mm-hmm. and do entertainment. Right. So he used to run around with him. Mm-hmm. And he was just starting, but like that wasn't even, like that was just our friend. It had mm-hmm. nothing to do with music. Right, right. We just come and kick it and talk shit and hang out and mm-hmm. just be cool. Like just just some young black people just trying to do their thing. I mean, coach is a little older than us, but then one day he came over. He's like, "Man, I got this nigga named Young Jeezy." I said it. He's like, "Man, I'm telling you, this nigga Jeezy. I'm telling you, bro. Tell yeah, you. yeah. And he had slick puller, cause cause you know slick, slick puller P. from four four two. And uh, he always had them before all this shit. So I started helping him out. And it's funny because I used to take Jeezy records up to the radio and motherfuckers used to laugh at me. I wow. never forget that shit. That's crazy. That's never crazy. Never forget that. That shit always happened. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. Always. Yeah. But I used to be like, yo, I'm telling you, this young Jeezy, y'all should fuck. And, and they, they had, and Lil John made one of the beats. You know what I'm saying? So, but it was just before the time. Jeezy had to get involved with, with the whole BMF and all yeah. that extra right. stuff. And right. then. That's when the wave came. Yeah. Mm. And this was like a year before all that. This might have been two years before that. But I was trying to help him out because Jeezy had this little project called Come Shop With Me. Mm-hmm. You heard of that? Yeah, yeah. It was the I independent project right, he had right. out. And it, it was called Come Shop With Me. And then um, they was just hustling independently. And then it resurrected when he when, when they came back around and then it resurrected. They hollered at drum and it was like yo we about to put drum i remember the, the shit i remember the, like yesterday drum was like i don't know he's like i'm just doing it because coach, coach yeah. Do yeah. It. yeah yeah like, mm-hmm. he, he ain't even know what's going on right that shit next thing i know i'm looking around and it's the hottest shit in the fucking city and this Man. was in the this, world yeah, this shit was bro, this shit. <laughs> well you know it started off in the city yeah. and everybody yeah. was mm-hmm. talking about it and i remember they was promoting it a birthday bash and shit like that and it was the streets is watching that's where we got streets is watching from our radio mm-hmm. our radio show on xm that was the first tape, caught a buzz, doing his thing. And then it was that next tape, Trapper Die. Mm-hmm. And then that shit just... That shit was just, yeah. That blew Drum up and Jeezy up at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. Drum was right. doing his thing, but it wasn't like, like that. that. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when that Trapper Die came, he was the hottest mixtape DJ in the game. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And then that's what everybody was talking about. And then um, that's when it got serious. And I knew it was serious because we got a little office, and I remember all these damn mixtapes in a room like this and you couldn't walk around it was just tapes boxes everywhere i said golly this 
Some right. of them tapes are over there at the Trap Music Museum right now. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a whole wall and everything. And yeah. it was funny, that little room, that little, that's how our room looked. For real? That's crazy. And still the same kind of setup. And all that. Mm-hmm. It ain't exactly like it's it, a, but it's, but it's similar. Like it. And then um, that shit took off. And then at the same time, that's when I was I was telling cats, that's when I was like, yo, we got to start turning this thing into like a real structure. Like right. we just, Everybody was doing their thing because we young as hell. So we really didn't know what the hell we was doing. But mm-hmm. I would try to emulate at this time the Rockefellers. The business part yeah, side yeah, of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So, um, Bad boy. Though. Yeah, all that. Yeah. So I was like, we got to start moving like that. I was I was interning at the radio, but the radio wouldn't give us a show. And you I was still like, interning at this point, nigga. I interned. For, <laughs> yo, That's real I though, because I can, I feel the same way. Five years and yeah. did not get a check. They didn't give us a check until we blew we blew mm-hmm. up, and then they offered they had to us a show. It. Like you had to like damn near force it. Huh. That shit was the worst. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I taxed they ass too. Right. right. Absolutely. Right. So, but um, that's funny. But anyway, um, yeah. But then no, we got on XM first before mm. you got on. I was on hot by myself, just doing clubs and stuff. You right, know how right. I go. But mm-hmm. I wasn't. I didn't have no show and right. like I just was like using it for exposure. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they let me do the little the five o'clock, or they mm-hmm. let me do the little shit. Well, I was helping out um Mars and Trauma on the Sunday night. Show. They had like a Sunday night mix show back uh-huh. then so i was doing that but eminem's manager called us Shake paul rosenberg five. yeah yeah and they were like oh we did get on we, they asked us to start sending in mixes on hip-hop nation on xm okay first yeah so yeah. we were sending we did a little show but then eminem's manager called us and said he wanted us to do be on his um they starting a new channel called Shade Shade Four Five. Mm-hmm. yeah so they flew us to new york Negotiated everything, flew us, flew our asses right back to Atlanta the same day. I said, "Damn, I'm, really, I'm, really, I'm doing something. I'm flying to New York and back the same day." I thought that was really cool. That yeah. is, yeah. So then we end up having our show in Shade Forty Five, which is still we still got it to the day. Yeah, got it. Yeah, and that was old five. So that's what it's almost fourteen years. Yeah, that's so, crazy. And so we got that, and then um, drama started affiliating himself with Ti, and then he ended up getting a record deal, mm-hmm. and then. Um, so at this point, the affiliates is now. Yeah, we done started. Yep, we done started okay. affiliates. Yeah, because yeah. that's the business side. Oh, I forgot that's to tell you. Was... So yeah, because you know when we was with another, D, we was with the other DJ crew. We just had some creative differences at that time, and it's all love now. Mm-hmm. But, of course. So I was like, yo, we, I was kind of like, yo, we need to do our own oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Period. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Philly and, nigga, yeah, like, <laughs> not with these Atlanta niggas. <laughs> Me and my man. Well, no, I had no, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just talking shit. Um, so, and nigga, when we first left, boy, it was not easy. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like, because it's just breaking up the crew. You know, everybody, the city was used to dealing with this crew, and mm-hmm. then here go these young niggas that's trying to form their own shit, and mm-hmm. uh, we didn't really get a lot of support from the beginning. We didn't get a lot of support when we first started the mixtapes because we it was some it was like this eat like y'all some up north niggas this ain't how they do it in the south mm-hmm. all this and we like well we representing where we at it's yeah. not like we you know what I'm saying it's not like y'all playing all like fucking Beanie Siegel yeah. and fucking mm-hmm. like y'all coming y'all playing fucking Atlanta mm-hmm. shit yeah so me and my man Ace McLeod like that was a whole back and forth thing we was trying like trying to do our own thing. And I'm, and I was just, I was like, man, it's for my own shit. It's called affiliates. We in the A and we from Philly, so that's why we made the PH. That's, that's right. crazy. Yeah, yeah and there's yeah. a double meaning. It's affiliated mm-hmm. with, with whatever's hot. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why we did that. Then Drum and Cannon finally went to, they felt like, all right. I'm like, bruh, <laughs> it could have been. Then they like, all right, because, you know, whatever. So then now, then we decided, to, then we started doing it. Right. And that was before all the mixtapes. Mm-hmm. That's when we started doing all the mixtapes. Gotcha. We was doing it, but then. That's, that's when, when it just, got crazy. That's, that's when, when the Wayne dropped. Philly is and then Yeah, and that's how we, you know, we, then we started getting into doing our drops and mm-hmm. all that kind of shit. Yeah. And then um, when Dron got his deal, we helped him out. We helped him, like I, I co-executive produced his first two albums. Um, so we put his, first, but then that's when we was working on his album, that's when the Fed shit happened. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to, I was yeah, about to ask, so we, cause we talked to, we talked to Scream about it. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we just, we you know, just got, you know, just, we wanted to check the temperature around that time. Oh, like, as oh other man, DJ, like how they panic. Yeah, like yeah. right, right, right. They so, took shit. They zeroed out my bank account, took my cars, and I didn't. They didn't take me to jail. They took them niggas to jail, but they didn't. They they, they did. They didn't take me to jail. So the feds did a sweep, but they took my money and they took my car. Where were you at when it happened? I was there. I was at the studio. Damn. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. y'all at, aware of that situation at all, or it just kind of happened out of off. nowhere? Yeah. Somebody tipped us off, but <laughs> I'll never forget the day. Somebody tipped us off. Drum got the call and he asked me about it, and he was cool. He was like, 
Yo, somebody just called me. I said, motherfucker, we need to get the fuck out of here. But so he was trying to get everybody out of here. But then we really didn't think we was doing nothing though. But then somebody's like, yo, they about to come raid y'all. That's why I was like, what? We just selling mixtapes. Mix mm-hmm. right. But if somebody say that, I'm like, yo, we need to get the hell out of here. So right. we tried it. But as soon as we did that, the motherfuckers came right into the studio. So they, it's like they were watching y'all, basically. You know, it's funny, man. Now that you think about it, like once you no, start I, moving. I remember and... it because it was helicopters over our studio. And I always thought that was weird. That's wild. Yeah, I'm like 23 years old, 24, young as hell. Well, I got, I got, we, I got, we got our own record label. I was 25, 26 years old. They, um, it was helicopters over the studio, and I look outside like, why the fuck is this damn helicopter? Why is this helicopter like always over the studio? That right. shit was weird to but me. But we ain't doing nothing wrong. We yeah, just make, but we just making money. Make you know, <laughs> just being a black man from Philadelphia, making any money. Hood, like right, you just going right. oh yeah, making a couple mm-hmm. dollars. Like I'm just, I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna look over my shoulder about something. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just, I don't know. That's just maybe how you know we no, of catch a raise or whatever. No. But I, it just was weird to me when he got that tip off. When he got that tip off, I said, "Yeah, something ain't right." And then as soon as we was like, "Everybody, let's roll," they busted right into the doors, and then the whole night just changed, and uh, it it changed everything. Like it just changed, and they took all the money. It was like a quarter million dollars. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, Damn. at 25, 26 years old. That's crazy. So they yeah. they took everything out of everybody's account. Yeah, yeah. Any cash you had on you. So drama's in jail. They in they jail. They took drama can into jail. Now we need they lawyers. They detained me. Gotta... Yeah, he went and got a little, he mm-hmm. he got we got the lawyers. I ended up doing all the damn press. <laughs> MTV called me. Mm-hmm. BT called me. So I went to New York and just did a press run to keep it positive because they wasn't um. Well, it's funny the day they 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 only spent a day in jail, but then. I went and got them and took them to the radio to let the city, know, let the mm-hmm. people know that we still like, I was like, yo, stand strong. And we going, mm-hmm. then it took a lot. Like it was, a, it was heavy. So why do you it think was, it was y'all and not like the clues or the flex and like, cause they had been doing it way before, way longer. So is it because of, I don't know. Um, I just think, like, it, do you it think was it's the, new... the, the labels y'all putting so much pressure on the labels? I'll tell you something funny about it. The tape that they actually seized that caused the problem was a tape we didn't even do. It was just another DJ that we was part of our crew. And they they put beat like these big ass records on the on the tape. Michael Jackson and Beyonce oh, yeah. shit. Oh. They didn't even, it was like a little collector's item yeah. tape. It wasn't even like the But because shit they was, was affiliated with y'all. Yeah, yeah, that was the tape that mm-hmm. caught the attention. Mm-hmm. Right. It, that's ain't that, crazy. Ain't that the look of the draw? That's, cra- <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, so y'all already flying under the radar, really. Until well, the, nobody until paying attention. It's not it's even breaking yeah. new artists. Right, right, right. This right. Is right. Until, not you, even until a thing. you start touching Michael Jackson money. And, yeah, they and, started, but see, they put out. Yeah, they put out. They put out. They was. They was just trying. They it was. They didn't know. Right. Mm-hmm. But they was just putting out like the best of Beyonce mm-hmm. and right. Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. and then the, you know, to them government agencies, they that's what they gonna notice. Oh, mm-hmm. you bootlegging. So. That's how, and then because we was making noise, breaking the artists, mm-hmm. they see the tape that got these mainstream, and that's what led to it. But And they seized the store, and then the store said, who tape is this? And they said, oh, it's, it's them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they created an investigation. Wow. Yeah. And this crit shift crazy. So long story short, did all the lawyer shit and all that, and they worked out a deal where they, get the, they keep the money and all of that, and casters got to do community service and all that good stuff and they'll give us our equipment and they gave me my car back and cannon car back they ain't give drum his car back they ain't get the money back but they gave us our studio equipment back okay. and then they had to do community service the funny shit is when we went to go to the police station to pick it up these, these motherfuckers want to take pictures with they us fans wow. they had our chains we had That's our little chains <laughs> they was all they was all in plastic yeah. and it was like hey man I was like what kind this of is shit wild. is this yeah, like you crazy. seized our shit and but now you want to take, take pictures. Mm-hmm. That shit was crazy. So that happened. And then, but what happened was we ended up getting a cover issue on the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The publicity changed. So we flipped it. And that's when we put our drum album. We And they seized all his sessions. So we had to remake every mm-hmm. single wow. fucking joint. Yeah. But everybody cooperated because it was just such because a Because of big, the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 so we yeah, had to get yeah. all the verses back. We remade the whole album. And put the album out. And the album was success. Our first album went gold. You know, at that time, some DJ niggas with a gold album. Like, yes, that's yeah, I heard no, of. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? You know what's cool is, like, I think y'all niggas, like, well, I never, I mean, I'm sure, like, niggas gonna have fallen outs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but it was never public. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, hmm. it was just always, like, 
Now we together, my nigga. You can't mm-hmm. never say nothing bad about bro or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? Like that the way was y'all always moved cool. Was cool. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. always cool. Right, and I right. remember um, DJ Lil Larry in Memphis. That's that's I, the homie. I remember Lil Larry had the chain. He came back to Memphis with the chain. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is my young nigga. This nigga the Philly is all oh, right. shit. And now he moving around with money bag. Money bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Larry. Yeah. 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 It's times, like, bro. Yeah, times. Yeah. So where you where you at right now? I know you you still traveling the world, DJing for Lil John. Well, right? no, I'm you, managing Lil John. Managing Lil yeah. John. Okay, okay. Yeah. Manage and DJing or you? I, did, I see you up there sometimes. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, you're right. I I I did his. Show but Lil John's a DJ too. He's so. a DJ. So when he was DJing, I well, I was managing him on both sides. But <laughs> when he had to perform mm-hmm. his live performances, right, I would right. I would DJ. And that was a whole nother wave now because he he, he like a, EDM he's a now. Big EDM DJ. That's crazy. Yeah. So every yeah. time that Forbes list come out. Top DJs, you know, highest paid DJs. It's right. always top ten EDMs. Right. How you feel about that? How you feel about that? How do I feel about that? How you feel about I mean, it? You know when a nigga gotta say the question. <laughs> like, you, you know how I feel about you know it. Goddamn it. <laughs> um, it's deep. Yeah. It's very deep. Cause you from the culture now. You from you. You know. It's very deep. deeply rooted. Like I, Jazzy Jeff should be up there every year. It's certain DJs that I feel like should be up there every year without a, without a shadow of a doubt. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I guess you can. I mean, y'all already answered the question. <laughs> I told you, he gave you me know? that look like. Um, <laughs> being on the road with Lil John, I got to see it firsthand. You know, he's he's he got he's big. He got yeah. big residencies oh, yeah. in Vegas and everything. I watched Absolutely. it firsthand, and they embrace him. But it took him a long time to even get through that. And I've been there with him, and basically, EDM, and I learned how to DJ like that working with him. He mm-hmm. taught me how to do it. He gave me, like John gave me all his, his music. Like nigga, learn this shit, nigga. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, EDM. How can I explain it? I'm I'm into open format. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of genres. Um, Afrobeat is popping right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Afrobeat is crazy. Um, a lot of the Brazilian funk, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, when you say EDM, like there is EDM to break that whole thing down. The, that genre is created. Of course, it comes from it comes from culture. Mm-hmm. There's no lying about that. There are some fine lines with it, mm-hmm. and there are some racial tones, if you want me to get into that with mm-hmm. it. Um, there are a few black DJs, DJ Carnage. Carnage is going Yeah, my crazy. man. Uh, boy, yeah. DJ Ruckus. Ruckus. John. And Ruckus is out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, that do their thing in that. Um, there are some. Right. Um, but the thing is, <laughs> hip-hop is, at, but, you know, me traveling around the world for the last two years, the dominant genre is hip hop. Right. Yeah, called us like called me like, "Hey yo, I need Youngstone on this." You know, Marshmallow hit us. So how do we get on that list? What list is that? The Forbes DJ list. You know, some black people don't even want the, the platform. Business. Yeah, a lot of a, a lot of. <laughs> I don't even want to tell you how much I'm making. <laughs> it's two. It's two sides to that. A lot of the urban DJs don't even want to be in that world, so they like they don't even want to do that. My whole thing was, and that's why I really studied John. John was like. Let me represent and be in that world and still give them what I bring to the table. Carnage does it too. Right. You know? And so it's like the platforms have to be created. They got these big ass platforms, Ultra Music Fest, EDC. Right. Tomorrow know? World. Tomorrow mm-hmm. World. Exactly. Urban festivals, this is they fo- it's focused more on artists than DJs. Mm-hmm. The one thing about the electronic world is DJ DJ's is the priority. The priority. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? So that's why it, they're making that kind of money because mm-hmm. they're the headliners. Mm-hmm. and But it's being marketed and promoted as they're being the headliners. Mm-hmm. When you're in the urban space, the DJ is kind of the secondary and the artist is being promoted as the headliner, as they should. So it's just, that's why I always, if you're going to be a DJ, that's why I advocate DJs to make their own song, treat themselves as an artist nice. to build your brand and right. to be able to do it. And then put your, and then, but the ha- the platforms have to be built to do it. The electronic world built platforms to support, to support. that style of music. Mm-hmm. Right, right. In the urban world, you got your rolling louds and stuff like that. But okay. But see, I think I think I don't mean to cut you off, but I think I think a part of I mean it was the DJ first. Yes. You know you're going from Bambadas and all of, like it's mm-hmm. they still they're still around like mm-hmm. right. these niggas are still living. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And we never gave those guys their flowers. I feel like yeah. a part of the culture. I mean, 
then you go later on to the flexes and everybody else. Right. And that's when you start, okay, no, I'm a DJ. And flex, I think, flex let it be known. Like, oh, I'm that nigga. I run New York. I'm this. Everything must come through me. Right. Right? Um, and I think a part of it is so competitive. Our community is so competitive. Um, we make it competitive. We make it, we make, I mean, because of where we're from. Right. You know, we all living in back in the projects. It, you want to be the best MC. You want to be the yep. best basketball player. You want to be the best of whoever. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but it's time to change the narrative. It is time to change. It. I agree. That's what I'm saying. With hip hop being the number one genre in the world now. Right. Now, with hip hop being the number one genre in the world, we have to make a stand. And if DJ, if the DJ is <laughs> comes from the hip hop genre, then the we have to create hip hop plan, platforms Platform. that are highlighting that. And we have to be able to put ourselves in position to market it to an audience to where it's going to generate that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Right. It's We have to embrace self-empowerment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's a lot of work. And it's going to be, right. ha- have to be a collaborative yeah, effort. Yeah. To, you have to embrace self-empowerment. And the power, the numbers are there. Yeah. It's the biggest genre. Mm-hmm. We are the biggest buying <laughs> power in the world. In the world. And so, still one of the youngest genres, too. Exactly. Right. So... so I mean, it's even more than genre, it's the culture. So if we're going to be the biggest buying force in the world, we're going to have to start self-empowering and creating these platforms for each other. That's what we're going to have to start doing. And I can't really name too many black-owned festival stages that's generating those around the world that's generating I that can't name one. <laughs> yeah. that's, it's a couple, but not they're not on the EDCs. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. Made in America, Jay. Uh, I mean, it's Jay. Yeah, it's Jay. Jay. Right. That's <laughs> what I was like. Oh, it's Jay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but it, you know, it doesn't really, you know. I, I mean, he does. I mean, he does. It, it, it serves its purpose. So those the platforms had to be created. Okay. Like China Music, those platforms were created to generate that kind of money, and it was marketed to a fan base that appreciated it. But I'm gonna tell you something. A fan base is gonna appreciate anything that's dope. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's no true. excuse. Mm-hmm. It right. just got to be created. It's got to be created. Yeah, like so, and it's just the same way. Like the issue with clothes. Well, let's start buying the clothes, the black-owned clothes. They've always been around. Yeah, we don't mm-hmm. gotta. Why are we focusing so much on me telling you don't buy that when we could just go buy it? Does that make sense? Like just go buy it instead of me putting all this energy. Like mm-hmm. why are you wearing Gucci mm-hmm. in different nationalities? It 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 ain't even spoken. Nah. It's just they, done. They just gonna mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, it's just done. Do it. Right. Like, oh, all right. Like, like as a as a whole, the Gucci thing that happened, as a whole, all you got to, oh, that's what it, oh, okay. okay. It's done. It's you will not see it in the we're numbers. We're not doing that. Yeah. We're you not doing that We got to be no like, more. oh, protest Gucci. Oh, <laughs> Gucci, why? Right. Really, you know why? Because, damn, I really want to wear Gucci. That's why. Mm-hmm. Right. Why yep. you can't wear all these banging-ass brands? Dope brands. Handmade. Fire brands. <laughs> what do you think the, what do you think the music industry is headed? Well, like, what direction with streaming and all that? It's a lot of money, man. It's a lot of money. Get in where you fit in. And um, we got to stop with the, because uh, I'm knee-deep in it. Not saying that nobody else is. I'm just yeah. saying, like, just right. <laughs> so many experiences. I've, I've learned different sides of the game. I've learned sides of music executives that work for these major companies and then I've been around the the bosses that empower and it's a whole different mentality. A lot of it's certain executives that they're working to keep their job. They're not making the best decisions. They're making decisions based upon to look good for themselves. It's selfishness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Music is music. If it's dope, it's dope. It's dope. Ain't no way around it. Yeah, like Ain't no way around. Yeah, like you don't got like So you think a lot of people just get caught up in the hype? Well, that's always going to be the case. Mm-hmm. That's always going to be the case. But I just know, I noticed. I've been I would ar- say self-agendas. Yeah, it's a lot of self-agendas. Mm-hmm. So, okay, like, yeah. I've been around, being around different executives that work for certain companies. Like, it's like it's like a DNA transformation. Like, if, if the company's DNA is like this, and it bothers me when it goes back to what I'm talking about, empowering in the culture. It bothers me when it's too much money, man. It's too much money for somebody to be about like if somebody <laughs> let's say okay you come up to me and you like yo i know this hot artist man like check it out right uh-huh. and i'm in a seat that could help you right. and the artist right but i'm so thirsty to look good in front of whoever this is i want to go get the artist and ignore that you just brought me that energy mm-hmm. i see stuff like i see shit oh, like yeah. that happen all the time absolutely me too and we both from the same culture mm-hmm. why am i not if you can't brought me some energy some dope energy obviously you gifted and then you brought me that mm. 
What's the loss? It's mm. too much money. It's too much. It's too much. And I noticed the difference in that when it's certain DNAs working for certain companies. Like, and, and one thing I always notice is never somebody that own a company that do that shit. Mm-hmm. Nah. It's always the worker bee work. that's mm-hmm. on edge anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, it just goes back. That's why I like people like Rick Ross and it's a lot of people, man. Jay-Z, like, they into that kind mm-hmm. of shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. I got peers. On your own shit. Yeah, yeah, I got peers yeah. that came up under Ross that was just, like, record promoters. Mm-hmm. Now they bosses. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just. I, it's I, very few artists like that in the game. That's what I'm saying. Be, just to be straight up. It, it, like, it's, it's very but it's few too artists. much money. If you that, it's if, too much money. That's what I'm, if, if you that dope. It don't hurt you for somebody that just that that may be just as talented. It don't do nothing to you. Mm-hmm. Right. But you in your own insecure bag that But just because a nigga's an artist, a great artist, a talented artist, a successful artist doesn't mean that they're a boss and they're a leader. Because a real true leader, if I see if my homies are gifted, right? I see you doing clothes, I see you a barber, right. whatever. Right. Yo, let's open up your own shop. You're going crazy. You don't have to come over here because I'm I'm doing my thing. No, mm-hmm. you do your thing at a high level. You do your thing at a high it's level. Easy. Let's make this make sense. It's easy. Mm-hmm. That's just like hamburgers, right? You like chicken, right? Mm-hmm. What the hell are you liking chicken and liking a hamburger got to do like that ain't got nothing to do like it don't got nothing to do, do with it. nothing. Yeah. So yeah. If this artist and this art, like you get what I'm like, no, you I see what you're saying. Like, I see what you're saying. It's two separate. It's, the money's going to be spent if it's quality. Right. Yeah. I like Snickers. I like Twixes too. What is the like? Uh, what, what Snickers going to be mad because I like a Twix today? You get what I'm saying? Right. But then this artist be mad because the people want to see him perform today, bro. It's 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 an ongoing cycle. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. And that's just a mentality. Just going back to that, man. And and see, and that's another reason why we created this platform so DJs can have a voice. Yeah. Um. Have you? I don't want you to say, of course, any artists, but I'm sure you have worked with a few artists that, you know, they don't uplift the DJ as they should. Yeah. You know I'm, I'm pretty sure every DJ yep. gonna say yeah. <laughs> But see, I think you're in a great space right now because you're working with another DJ. What you mean? John. I'm saying okay. with John. You know what I'm saying? I don't work like, with DJs that do it too. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I don't work with some DJs that don't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. We got to get out there. Man, it's, I think for the most part, I, I've never, it's always the younger cats that give me the side eye or look at me crazy or whatever, but the OGs, they, they always in, embrace me or if I have a question, or if I, they're like, oh, they're willing to you know what I'm saying, help or give me an answer mm. or point me in the right direction. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. don't know if... I've had experiences going both ways. Right. I've had OGs that I looked... I had people I looked up to and was disappointed. Mm. Yeah. That people's favorite favorites, and i like, ah, you a fucking asshole. Mm. Damn. That's crazy. But it is. It's just life. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, You know, I just learned that you just can't take it personal. You of know, course. everybody... And different. then I still have to consider, like, niggas have bad days. Like... The nigga could have just got off the phone with his family and some weird shit happened. You know what I'm saying? I try to consider. I try to say it again. Some motherfuckers are just asshole. It's asshole regardless. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's all good. It's part of the game, man. So what you listening to right now? What you pull up to the studio listening to? You know, R.P. Nipsey. That's been heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was banging. You know, we we did his Mm -hmm. mixtape. So that was the homie. Um, I'm real heavy on the Nipsey thing right now. What have I been on lately? Let me look through my Any new artists you've been rocking with? New artists. Mm-hmm. What's this playlist looking like? <laughs> <laughs> you signing some guys? You signing yeah. some? You looking for artists? I do. I co-manage uh, artists. Um, Issa, that's um, with Jacquees and them yeah. through mm-hmm. Cash Money. Nice. I just signed this other kid named uh, Drew Packett. He's this. He's out of here. Work with a lot of producers and writers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I got my own songs that I'm putting out. I was about to say. I remember. Uh, Jazzy had uh, a track with him. That's what I was. Yeah, that's I was, how I was playing in uh, Nashville. Yeah, that's, that's, so that's, my, that's, crazy. that's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. That's how I met you. That's what I was about to say. Oh, okay. Do you remember that? Like we was in. Um, I met her through Monica. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she wrote wrote for Monica. Yeah. So that's I've been doing Jazzy from Memphis. So right, right. I've been, you we see were, what she doing? She did old crazy. She out of Shout to Jazzy. So we we was at uh we was at M Bar that day. Oh, which day? We had when we shot her video. It was me, you, and Jazzy. We was just sitting down. Oh, we just chilling. We was just chilling. Okay. Yeah, it was just quick in and out. Yeah. Yeah, but you show love then, and I was like, man, you know, Jazzy, and she in good hands. Right. You know what I'm saying? She right. No, hands. we still talk. We still talk at least once or twice a week. Oh, yeah. 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 When I started managing Lil John, I had to, like, I said, yo, you gonna, you gotta, you gonna go anyway, so you mm-hmm. gotta, you know, so I was like, just do your thing. Yeah. She did it. She did oh, it. Oh, she gonna figure it out. Yeah. One yeah. thing about her, she gonna figure the shit out. Like, yeah, she period. Did it. 
Like yes, she gonna she come in the room, control the room, high energy. Yep. I knew it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I knew it. It's funny, man. I, I, she when I first, it's a couple people I first met before they blew, and they had that energy. Like when I first met Luda, I said he gonna blow. Mm. He blew. I, met, I one time we went to this conference in, in Puerto Rico, this DJ conference, Mix Show Power Summit. Y'all remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that shit was big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, this is all artists. the DJs. Yeah, all the DJs. Yeah. We, that's what we gotta do more mm-hmm. of. That's the shit we gotta bring back. Or that's continue. What we, and you know what? It can be done it now. Can be done. Easily. Yeah, yeah. It can be done. Easily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this art, one artist was in there. Um, this one artist was in there begging these DJs to play these records. He's like, "Man, I need y'all, man. Come on, man. Please, just begging." And I stood in the lobby. I looked at him. I said, "This motherfucker gonna blow." Mm-hmm. He just got that vibe, Kanye. Kanye, that's crazy. When that's crazy. nobody paying this man no attention, I couldn't believe it. Wow. I said, "Yo, he got a vibe. This motherfucker gonna blow." Fucking, I promise you. A couple months later, through the wire came out. I promise you. I seen a lot of artists like that. Yeah, a lot of them. And you know, what's some of the best advice you've got from whether it was an A&R or whether it was from your moms or whoever? Like, what's some of the best advice? Uh, best advice. Best. This shit ain't personal. Shit ain't personal. Yeah. Lil John gives me a lot of advice. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. even though I was handling his business, he was like, he was my big brother. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> so he 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 was like, nigga, make sure you nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what Lil John told me? Uh he said, when you're managing an artist, treat them like they Jay Z or Beyonce. Oh yeah. To make them feel like he told me that. Yeah. He said, Cause then you'll never um the standard'll be so high. Right. But then your work ethic will show. I've been seeing a lot of that goddamn what commercial he on? That Travelocity when he's he like did the Travelocity. Was it Travelocity? He just did the hotels. When he was com. like when he was like yeah 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 yeah. It was like it's Little John, not yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that was Pepsi. Yeah, yep. Pepsi was going crazy throughout the Super Bowl. Yep. Are you putting out an album soon? I'm working on my project now. I got okay. a song I got coming out with um Major Lazer and Afro B. Oh, that's Ooh. crazy. Yeah, I play for you. I see what you yeah. are. I see yeah. what this is. See, I learned all that. Let me find out since gonna be on that Forbes list. Yeah, no, no, since <laughs> on the way. Look, he already <laughs> um, since on the way. I got, what I got coming out? Um, I got that song coming out. International record coming out. I got the. I told you I got uh Drew coming out. Mm-hmm. We got Issa coming out. Mm-hmm. I got some other projects. Um. Things that don't have nothing to do with music, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but you know. Were you were you a part of the the, the little Uzi situation? Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Part of that um, generation now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How does y'all y'all work that thing out? Nah. I he been talking about everything except for that shit. <laughs> you read the tabloid? No, it's all good. Yeah, that's good. Um, little Uzi, my homie. Yeah. yeah, definitely my homie with that. Just. Well, I hope y'all, it don't matter. I hope y'all get it worked out, bro. And I don't care. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, that is what it is. Um, I, I don't own Generation Now. I, I was involved um, on consulting while I consulted right. okay. late, but I didn't own That was drama. That's drama canon. Canon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's why I didn't know if you. Yeah, and Layton. That's their, that's their okay. label. Okay. Layton manages drama. Okay. So when I went with John, it was the same time that that happened because I had to commit myself with the to, John. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, but then I. Cons- I was consulting Generation Now as a label, but I had my own entities, Rhythm and Streets Entertainment. And that's mm-hmm. where I ran uh, all my songs out through, and that's how I put. I turned the mixtape into the mm-hmm. yeah into the label. Right. And, um, I'm working on a tour too, um, Trendsetters tour, um, which will be around back to school time too, because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm highlighting those the artists that represent that wave. Like been working with um like Issa, Jacquees, um. Drew. Uh-huh. Um, Back to school is always good. Hit yeah. the colleges, of course. Yeah, yeah. We nice. just did a show in Clark. Okay. Last week, the Spring Fest. Yeah, yeah. I saw. Yeah. Uh-huh. Those the songs, like I said, the uh, international songs, and then I got. Oh, I got this other banging record. I forgot. I got this other. I got some. You got you loaded. Yeah, I play you. So I play yeah. all this stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then um, yeah, yeah, exclusive. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, look, man. We, we definitely appreciate you coming through, Thanks showing for love. Me. Man. I, I love dropping the jewels. I hope I ain't over talking. No, nah, 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 man. We, we need this. We, we need trust this. me. Trust yeah. me, trust yeah. me, bro. We need it. So we definitely appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. There DJ it is. Sense, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode. <laughs> Jazzy and facts on wax. Jazzy and facts on the wax. Yeah.